This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 Morning After Reflection Podcast. Coming to you from Austin, Texas, where I'm iced in for a few days. I'm staying at the uh, brand new Lauren Hotel at Lady Bird Lake. Uh, really nice hotel if you're ever in Austin. I would highly recommend it. It was just built and uh, has a great view of downtown. But I'm one of the few here because, uh, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you live in Texas, there's ice uh, all, up, all up and down the highways and bridges in central Texas, DFW, and extending even down to the Austin area. So I'm just going to hang out for a few days, do some work, uh, watch the uh, Baylor-Texas game maybe five or six times, analyze it. No, I'm just kidding. As a Baylor fan, you only have to watch a loss once. 76-71 uh, to 71 for Texas. I was pretty impressed with the way they played. I have to say, they're a veteran team. They have a lot of seniors on the team, and their seniors really showed up last night, particularly Timmy Allen was great. Uh, he ends up with 18 points on the night, and then Sir Jabari Rice uh, was the player of the game, 21 points. He really killed Baylor, especially from the three-point line. Baylor lost him way too many times, and he really made him pay four for five from the three-point line, and I thought he was the difference in the game, and the reason why the Bears ended up on the wrong side of the scoreboard I want to talk about uh, what I liked about uh, the new Moody Arena and what I liked about Baylor's play and why I think as Baylor fans, if you're listening to this, you should still be very optimistic about the upward trajectory of this team. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about, you know, one thing I really loved is that nothing easy at the rim. Uh, there were a few dunks, there were a few putbacks, but from the very beginning, it was clear that Baylor uh, was there to give hard fouls at the rim, make Texas earn it at the free throw line. Uh, they ended up shooting 16 for 23, under 70%. So you love to see that they weren't giving up easy buckets. And I thought defensively they played pretty well. Fama's activity, as I uh, rewatched the highlight version, Matthew Loves Basketball, shout out to him for all the great you know, 25-minute versions of these games that you can just watch the key plays. I thought Floyd Thomas' activity was really good on the defensive end. And I also really like what I see from Bridges and Loner in that regard. Uh, those guys are competing at a hard level. They're giving great energy. They're setting good screens. Uh, they're taking care of things on the glass. And uh, just really good to see. Uh, very encouraged by what I saw from them on on, on that end of the uh, court. Uh, you know, Baylor once again did a pretty good job on the offensive glass. They end up with 14 offensive rebounds, uh, which is kind of around, right around their average, but they were only at 33% rate, and uh, they end up, um, you know, getting 38 rebounds to 37 for Texas. Uh, so I was, I was proud of the Bears' activity on the glass, especially on the road. Um, I, I loved that defensively, for the most part, the right guys were shooting for Texas. Uh, Baylor did a really good job of corralling Marcus Carr. He ends up, you know, with a pretty inefficient night offensively. He has 29 minutes and only five points. And they didn't just, just didn't let him get any free looks. He did make the really big shot in clutch time. There was just a difficult shot against good defense. And, and Texas made a lot of those. Uh, so you just have to give credit where credit's due. Uh, they were, Baylor defended pretty well all night, except for Serge Abari Rice. And uh, in a text thread with some friends, um, Roughneck had a pretty good quote. He said, uh, Sir Jabari Rice is kind of like Bobby Knight Viagra with all those pump fakes. He, he does a really good job of getting those uh, you know, pump fakes and getting the defenders off, off balance. 
but too many times he was just wide open from a, for three, especially in the second half, and he made the open ones that he that he got. So uh, he did a good job of knocking down the shots that were open, and it's a it's a you know the major reason that Texas ends up winning this game. I love the uh, battle and the grit the Bowler showed. I mean, they were down this game most of the game. Just you know, seemed like always like four to seven, four to nine points, and the Bears just continued to battle. And they had an opportunity uh, near the end of the game to take a lead. Adam Fagger took a step back three. He missed it. Same one he would he made against OU. Uh, would have put the Bears up one with a minute left, but instead they're down two. Texas goes up four. Um, great job by Keontae George getting to the rim. Three-point play. Uh, cuts it to one again. Texas uh, once again gets fouled and makes the free throws. They did a pretty good job making free throws down the stretch. And then Keontae uh, George just took a really what was considered like a heat check three-pointer. Um, you know, a shot he can make. And who knows if they would have gotten a better shot in that situation. Uh, maybe not. You know, I, I'm okay with the shot personally. I know some Baylor fans are criticizing it, but it is a makeable shot for him and one we've seen him make many times. And it almost went in, uh, but it didn't. And then uh, Texas was able to extend that lead to five points, and that was the final score. You know, which is eerily similar to what these predictive metrics, uh, Ken Palm, I think, had it like 75 to 71 or 76, 72, somewhere in that range. And then even uh, Miyakawa had it like uh, 78 to 71. And Torvik, I think, also had it like 76, 72. So it's pretty amazing that these, you know, this pretty much went how these predictive metrics thought it would go. Baylor was playing a top 10 team on the road. And, you know, Texas is really good in their new arena. Uh, they've only lost one game to Kansas State. And that was a little bit of an outlier because they still had such a cloud surrounding the program at the time with with Beard situation, uh, but they've you know kind of ride the ship since then. And although they've they've kind of gone through the schedule that I would say is the easier part of their schedule. Um, they're at the turn, they're seven and two, and you can only play the games that you uh, are allotted. I think they still have Kansas twice, if I'm not mistaken. They still have to go to Kansas State. Uh, they still have to go to Texas Tech, which may not be an easy uh, place to win. And they have to go to Baylor and TCU. Uh, so they're back half of their schedule. It may look uh, different from a record standpoint, but right now they're seven and two, and we're in the driver's seat for the Big 12 title race. Some other things uh, that I liked, I loved uh, L.J. Cryer's decision-making overall. He took the one fadeaway shot that uh, I know Scott Drew didn't like later in the second half, but overall I thought his shot-making and his shot his decisions, uh, his decisions with the basketball, his decisions on when to attack, when to pass, were really good. Uh, he's a guy that puts so much pressure on the defense. And I just like the way he's been playing the last few games. Uh, shot selection overall could use some improvement. However, this one website, Shot Quality, looks at every shot that the teams take in a game, and it assesses, you know, what would have been the normal outcome had those same shots been taken again. And uh, Shot Quality says that the score uh, would have been 81 to 72 Baylor. So kind of similar to the Arkansas game, I think that game would have been like a 14 or 15 point win, according to Shot Quality, if you just take those same shots over in a normal uh, shooting night for the Bears. Uh, so we've got two games in a row that the Bears 
Flyers really haven't shot well. Um, just, you know, below their averages. Uh, Flagler's just off. You know, he's just not uh, his normal consistent self from those mid-range shots. I think he airballed one against Texas. He had a tough shooting night against Arkansas. He's got the jam fingers. Uh, hopefully, you know, just as the season goes on, that'll heal up and, uh, you know, we can get him more in a rhythm. Uh, I still am waiting for that one game where all three of these guards are able to display the kind of offensive firepower, you know, where they're all, you know, hitting on all cylinders. And that's going to be a great night for Baylor fans when that happens. Uh, Miss Langston Love, I mean, that was a big loss. I thought Dale Bonner played really well. Uh, I thought he competed hard on the defensive end. I thought he made great decisions with the basketball. He got the steal and the dunk, which was a big play uh, to, I believe, um, maybe get the score within a, a bucket or you know maybe even tie the game. I can't remember exactly what the game situation was there, but that was a, that was a key play. Um, but he, you know, Langston Love just gives this team an energy lift and, and can give them another offensive uh, weapon, especially on nights when maybe one of the guards isn't uh, at their peak. As far as the arena itself, um, just you know, some pros and cons. I, I thought overall it just felt like an NBA atmosphere. I'm going to link some pictures uh, that I took from the press section uh, just to give you a, a feel for what it looks like from, from where they have the press. You know, I did think that they manufactured sound a lot, which was way too loud. You know, it just seems like they had the volume on the sound just turned up to really high decibel levels, and uh, it was a little bit distracting. Uh, the crowd was pretty subdued. I was I was surprised. The weather was bad. It was uh, you know it looked like a sold out uh, arena, but uh, not as intimate as I expected. Uh, the, the Texas uh, fans I don't I don't think were as into the game as I would expected, and and a lot of that had to do with Baylor. Baylor just didn't allow them to go on these big you know ten o runs or you know eight o runs that would really get the crowd jacked up. Uh, but you know overall I thought you know a decent crowd and uh, atmosphere. But when I compare it to places like um, Kansas or even Texas Tech when they were good, uh, I don't think it's near as um, hostile as those places. Iowa State is another one uh, that comes to mind, or even West Virginia. You know, I think those are much more intimidating road environments. Uh, but it is a, a huge improvement from the uh, Irwin Center and uh, certainly a, a great venue. I thought the hospitality was great. I, I do want to shout out Scott McConnell, uh, the Texas SID. Uh, he was terrific, just uh, making uh, as, me feel welcome and, and you know, getting me you know, press credentials, parking, all those things. Uh, I thought he was you know, just bent over backwards uh, to, to make uh, me feel welcome, and, and that, that's, that's pretty cool to see. And you know, just uh, give credit where credit's due. Uh, they were very excited to win that game. You, you look over at the bench, Rodney Terry, uh, you know, multiple fist pumps, and, you know, he acted like it was, you know, winning a Big 12 championship, and, and you can understand why. You know, they've lost seven in a row to Baylor, and I believe they've lost six out of seven in Austin to Baylor. So Scott Drew's kind of owned the Longhorns uh, lately, and uh, sure felt good for them, I'm, I bet, to get a win, especially those players that were seniors that had taken their share of losses to Baylor over the years. Uh, overall, I'm not discouraged at all by the way Baylor played. 
I, I thought that uh, you know this was a winnable game, and it's disappointing that they lost. They, their six-game winning streak comes to an end, and Baylor has to regroup. They've got a couple home games against teams that are closer to the bottom of the conference in Texas Tech and Oklahoma. But as we know, those teams are coming off big wins. Oklahoma plays uh, Bedlam on Wednesday, uh, and, and, and then Baylor didn't play them again until next Wednesday. Uh, but Texas Tech has to be feeling good after coming back from a really big deficit against Iowa State. Uh, they were, I was getting texts that Mark Adams wouldn't survive this night, and uh, somehow, some way, uh, Texas Tech was able to get that game into overtime and then beat uh, Iowa State, you know, and, and I think Iowa State's lost three or four now, so so they've spiraled down a little bit. Uh, it's going to be an interesting race. Like I said before, you know, Texas is definitely in the driver's seat at seven and two, uh, but they do have a much difficult back half of the schedule. So you know, even like a four and five uh, wouldn't be surprising for them uh, on these next nine uh, games, and that would put them at eleven and seven. Uh, it's probably going to take twelve wins to win the conference. Baylor still has a shot, but this is going to be a, a pretty tough task. After losing the two home games to Kansas State and TCU, uh, they're going to have to really uh, get some upsets on the road against those same teams. Maybe return the favor, beat Kansas State at Kansas State, or if they can, you know, win at TCU or even sneak out another win against Kansas, uh, that would, you know, go a long ways. And of course, it goes without saying that they have to protect their home court. Uh, Baylor cannot afford any more losses on their home court, and uh, they have a great opportunity to uh, you know, get some wins on their home court because they've got the bottom teams in the conference coming to Waco, and then of course they've got Texas uh, for the return trip, and, and hopefully the Bears can get that win. Uh, fun time in Austin, despite the result. Uh, really enjoyed the atmosphere. Good to see lots of Bears in the crowd. Uh, we saw the usual suspects, of course, T-Rex and Fuentes were there. Uh, hung out with uh, Trent Sharp and the Hoover Brothers, uh, Hob Howe, Krista. I mean, a, a good contingent of Baylor people, a lot of, lot of Baylor fans there, a lot of younger Baylor fans there. So, uh, you know, the, the weather was a little bit dicey, um, uh, you know, not as bad as it is this morning. And I think the next two days are going to be a little worse from as far as the road quality is concerned. But uh, good to see some Bears make the trip down uh, from Waco and uh, check out the new arena in Austin. And so I have a few pictures and a few more comments uh, on the thread where I put this podcast up. But I just wanted to give you some post-game thoughts. You've been listening to a Sikkim 365 post-game podcast with Ashley Hodge after Baylor's 76-71 to loss to Texas, Sikkim Bears.